Hearing God's voice is easier said than done. But is it? Are you hearing God's voice and maybe just missing it? We're going to hear from real people who have heard God's voice, and we're going to talk through seven ways you can hear him too. This is the non-exclusive podcast. Stories that remind you, you're not the only one. Hosted by Reby and Candice. Over the past few episodes, we've noticed a kind of pattern happening, and that was that so many of their stories had to do with hearing God's voice. And that really made me think, because more often than not, I've heard a lot of people say that they don't know that they've ever heard God's voice, which is kind of surprising to me because I really believe that God talks to us all the time. And that made me think that maybe we were just missing it. Maybe the way that you hear God's voice, you don't recognize as his voice. And that made me kind of excited to explain how people hear God's voice. And that inspired us to do this episode and have this conversation because we truly believe that there are so many ways to hear God's voice and it's kind of never ending. He can always talk to you in new ways. So we asked a collection of family, friends, podcast listeners to answer the question, how do you hear God's voice? And we're going to be playing back their answers. Candace and I are going to talk about them, even bring in kind of what the scripture says about all of these different ways. And we're going to break down each one. God's voice personally is when I'm quiet, whether that means shutting off social media or just getting some time alone. When I can turn off the other voices, that's when I hear God's voice the best. And he really speaks to me through his word when I take time to read it. And I pray beforehand, just saying, God, please just reveal to me whatever you would want me to learn through your scripture today. But another way that I hear God's voice is simply by talking to him and asking him, um, what I need to do next or to intervene in a certain way. He's just faithful to respond, um, maybe not immediately, but over time. I've just seen him answer a lot of prayers that way by just being quiet and inviting him in. I also just see him and the people I surround myself with as well. I hear from him in many different ways, and he is my best friend. And I have learned that in best friend relationships, you communicate in different ways, either text or email or phone call or in person. And I have given the Lord permission to speak to me however he wants, um, in whatever way. But some of the ways that I hear him the strongest would be in prayer. Um, anytime I'm praying in my prayer language, I always receive revelation or downloads in my mind or in my spirit about situations I'm praying for. Um, he will use scripture. I'll be reading scripture and things will jump off the page or be illuminated. Um, and he'll give me a knowing about situations through scripture. I dream a ton. He speaks so much to me through imagery, dreams, and visions. Um, Those are always really fun. It feels like a little treasure hunt that I'm going on. Uh, But more than anything, I think I've just learned not to doubt the voice of God, and I've given permission that He can speak to me however He wants. And that has really strengthened uh, me knowing His voice. And yeah, over the years, I just, I know His voice, and I know when He speaks, and there's not a there's not a doubting or a wavering in me anymore. It's just a very settled feeling. And so it's exciting. I just encourage you to allow God to encourage you and speak to you however he wants, because he's always speaking life and he's always wanting to encourage his children. So those are our friends, Angela and Victoria, sharing how they hear from God. So the first thing that I noticed in all of our answers, including Angela and Victoria, was that prayer and actually talking to God and asking him to tell us something is a huge, huge part of it. And this is where you start. If you don't think you've heard God's voice or you don't really know how to start hearing from him or being guided by him, anyone can do this. Anyone today can talk to God about anything right where you are. Anyone can just straight up ask him, God, I want to hear from you. God, will you please speak to me about this? Or just in general, God, will you please show up and remind me that you're here? Like whatever it is, 
ask him. I mean, scripture clearly states um, that he wants us to seek him and talk to him. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And that very clearly is seek me, ask me, talk to me, but really come after me with all of your heart. And there are so many places in scripture that that's exactly what the people in the Bible did. And a perfect example of that is David in the Psalms. I mean, there are countless ones. If you do a Google search on all the Bible verses that David talks to God, it's like seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 83, 45. Like so many of them are David crying out to God saying, talk to me, be with me, help me, rescue me and praising him. And that's so powerful. And if you ever need a place to start praying, um, I would actually highly recommend the Psalms. Like many, many, many of the Psalms, like take your pick, you can actually pray those. Like those are prayers that David or another Psalmist prayed. And sometimes that's a fantastic place to start in your own prayer if you're not sure where to start or if you just want to like try something new. A hundred percent. Reading the Psalms is amazing. The way I hear God's voice is ultimately through scripture, through God's word. But there's something to be said about how the Holy Spirit speaks and guides me daily. How the Spirit has this way of opening our minds to new understanding. Um, it's like when you when you accept the gospel for the first time, your eyes just are wide open to the truth of what is being said in scripture. Um, I call these instances eureka moments. And it's when the Holy Spirit sort of connects the dots in a, in a mind seeped in his word. And the pattern of truth comes together and we finally understand things we haven't realized before. And he uses so many different ways to, to turn the lights on. He uses the creative process as an artist for me for uh, through journaling, through literature and meditating on his word. He impresses on us and ultimately gives us a trail that leads back to the truth of the written word of God. Oh man, I love that God is constantly speaking to his people and the Bible talks about how we as Christians will know his voice, his kind voice, his loving voice. And I've heard his voice in many different avenues, many different ways, through dreams, through visions, through people, because God's always moving in and through people. One of the main ways that I hear his voice though is through the word of God, through the Bible. The Bible says that all of scripture is God-breathed, it's living, it's active, and it's full of power. So every time I dive into the Word, I read until something quickens. And I know that one of the main ways that He speaks to His people is through the Word. The Word is something that He has equipped us with. And man, I never want to take it for granted. And I thank God that He loves to speak to His children. That was my sister-in-law, Hannah, and our friend Josh, both talking about all the ways to hear God's voice. But notice that both of them came back to, okay, I see all of these things happen around me. Like I see God in all these things, but they always point me back to scripture. They're always confirmed by God's word. They always bring me back to the Bible. So that's really the second way. And it's such a foundational part for anyone who's ever worried or confused or skeptical or just like wondering um, how on earth am I supposed to like hear God's voice in some random way? Like, God's word itself, the Bible, this is one way that every single person can be positive that they are hearing God's voice. He left this for us. It is actual words that God inspired and spoke. So I'm just really passionate about this, um, mainly because like it's shown up in my life. I will be honest, like these answers really resonated with me. Like, I was like, yes, like I've experienced this for myself. Like when I'm reading God's word and thinking on what it says throughout my day and taking time to actually look at it, it changes everything because it lets me get to know who God actually is and what's in his character. And that just, it changes my entire perspective and it's going to help me see him throughout my everyday life. Yeah. And for me, it's exactly the same. These answers were like dead on because I've heard God's voice in other ways, but the way I know the way that it's confirmed that it's him is because I've read his word. I said in a past episode that you can hear God's voice 
because you recognize God's voice. And it says in John 10, 27, the sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me. That's exactly what scripture does. As you're reading it and things stand out to you, or maybe you just read it and nothing stands out to you, but as you go about your day, something happens or a thought comes in your mind and it's exactly lined up with what you just heard in scripture. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. And I know that I'm hearing God's voice because I recognize his words. I recognize how he speaks because I've spent time in the word and looking for him to speak like, like he spoke for hundreds of years. The other thing that scripture does is it just changes your mindset, I believe, because I mean, I think we hear a lot like, you know, on Instagram or in different motivational books that gratitude and positive thinking can like really change your day and can change a lot about your life. And I actually do think that that's true, but I think that the deeper meaning about why that is true is because um, like God's word actually tells us to think on true things. In Philippians 4, 8, it says, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Like he's telling us right there, here's what you should be filling your mind with. Here's what is going to actually renew your mind and change the way that you approach life. Like there it is. Like it's the truth. It's the things that are admirable and praiseworthy and lovely and pure. And like that is God's word, right? And so when you're actually reading it and learning it and thinking about it throughout your day, that's going to change everything. Okay, if that wasn't enough for you, there's some pretty clear scripture that tells you exactly what scripture does and how it is hearing God's voice. And that is in Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. It's literally telling you that his word is going to guide you. He's going to guide your steps. He's going to tell you what to do, tell you where to go through his word. And it says in Hebrews 4, verse 12, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes your innermost thoughts and desires. Scripture is literally so powerful and it tells you right there. So it might sound simple, but it's powerful. God's word is gonna be what guides you and lights your way. And if you're wanting to hear God's voice, one billion percent start by reading his word. I've never heard God's audible voice, but I do think there have been times when God wanted me to change my mind or my behavior about something specific, and he let me know through the Bible, my conscience, and other people in the church. We humans are very sophisticated creatures thanks to God's design, and I think that God expects me to be able to use the resources and capability to reason that he's given me to the fullest in order to make most decisions. I try to keep an ear out open, though, just in case God wants to turn me in an unusual direction. Ultimately, it's part of my faith in him that if he ever wants to tell me something more specific than what's available in the Bible— I know he's perfectly capable of making sure I get the message. So here's the thing. God created man and he was created in God's image. And if that is truly the case, then the brain that I've been given through my creation by God is a useful brain. It's a good brain and it thinks good things, logical things, smart things. And so I use that and I just go. I just go until... I feel like God says stop. And that is usually through a halting, like I guess in my heart, or a hush, or a, f a strange feeling, or a thought that is not something that I was previously thinking, something that doesn't seem like it's my own thought. That's how I hear from God. I've never heard his voice audibly, although that'd be cool. Um, it just comes through feeling and thought. I've never actually audibly heard God speak to me, but I think how he reveals himself to me and speaks to me is just through reminders, whether that's reminder of scripture or reminder of how he has been faithful to me in the past. No matter if I'm questioning something or if I'm trying to figure out what I need to do next, it's just he reminds me to do the wise thing, to do the thing that aligns with scripture. And that's how he sort of reveals himself to me. 
And even though it's not this big grand gesture, I think for me it's enough. And I kind of find it beautiful that it's just so simple. You know, I talk to God all day. It really is true, but that sounds a a bit trite. But to be honest, I am fortunate enough to have two days off work. They're Mondays and Fridays. And to be honest with you, on those days, I happen to listen to my local radio station, Word FM, and I listen to their morning lineup of amazing preachers. And it's incredible because those two days away from the work world, I need to debrief and defrag. And when I listen to that lineup of pastors, it is incredible how the Lord speaks to me. I mean, they, through these men's voice, or I think it might not even be their words. It's like God speaks between the lines when I'm listening. So without expounding, I guess I'll move on to when I read God's word. It really is true. I wish I could tell you I read the actual Bible every single day. I don't. But when I do start my day or find that time to sit, I don't like to just rush and read it. That's the point. I want to sit and read when I know I can be present in what I'm reading. And it's not even like I read a lot. I try to read a chapter. But when I sit and read, I read through this one Bible. It's a devotional Bible. So I read like a page at a time. And I've been reading it for years. It's hilarious. But it's true that even when I haven't read it, that particular Bible for two weeks and I pick it back up, it is so incredible to me that even if I'm reading Second Chronicles, I'm reading about Hezekiah, I'm so like enthralled at how the Lord speaks to my day and my situation by that passage that I happen to be reading. So basically, it's nothing new, but it's really the truth. These are the ways that God speaks to me. That was my sister, Danielle, our friends, Christopher and Jacob, and then my mom. Dina. So thank you guys. So I love how these answers highlight trust. Like these are people who are very practical, who use wisdom, but at the end of the day, they know God's character and they notice how much he's done for them. And they trust that God's going to show up. And I love how my sister said, like, he's going to let me know. He's going to let me know what I need to know and when I need to change something. And she's, she's right. Like there are so many resources that we have available. We have Um, you know, we are made for community. We have people in our lives, hopefully. We have, you know, resources like podcasts, right? Bible studies, so many things that point us back to him and let us know what we need to know. Yeah, so there's a bunch of things that have been really helpful for me in hearing God's voice through my community and the things around me. And surprisingly enough, one of them is through podcasts. Whoa! What? Um, one of my favorite podcasts is called the Bible binge and it's kind of amazing. It's basically like you took Bible stories and turned them into a TV show and they talk about it like it's pop culture, which is really fun, really entertaining. But the amazing thing is that I always dive into scripture afterwards because I'm like, hold up, wait a minute, did that really happen? I don't get it. And God's talked to me so many times through that podcast, and it's kind of amazing. Another thing that I love is nights that I just get to be in community. I have a group of friends that I just pray with, and we'll find a night and we'll pray, sit in a room and pray for each other and listen to what God has to say for each other and encourage each other. And that is one of literally like my favorite nights when that happens, because I leave so refreshed because I know that I have this community who is listening to God for me too, and who is able to encourage me through that. Yeah. I found the same type of thing at, um, Like for me, it was like a women's Bible study at my church. And it was one of those more structured ones, but it's because like it kind of has everything that you need. And so you want to take it seriously, right? Because it has community of women who are going to build you up and pray with you. Um, It's going to be accountability to actually get in the word and it's going to be somebody teaching you. So it's it's all those resources, just like the answers that we just heard. There's so many available. So why not take advantage of them, right? Another theme that we saw in this set of answers and for this point, it's wisdom, right? There's so many practical things in our lives that can point us back to God and that can actually, you God can use them to speak to us. But ultimately, like he gives us wisdom. Like these answers all said, like God created you with a brain. He gave you wisdom. Ultimately, you can make a choice based on wisdom and like go with it. Use your wisdom and your talents that God gave you. And as long as you're not sinning, like you're good, go do the things that he created you to do. And we actually did a whole 
podcast on this called Your Choices Matter. It's a story from my life. It's episode one of season three. If you want to go back and like dive deeper on choices and like the boldness that that might take, uh, that would be a good episode for you to check out too. But don't forget about wisdom. Like sometimes you just don't need to overthink it. Just like all the points we've already discussed, this is pretty clear in scripture too. It says that iron sharpens iron. So that community is super valuable. And that was Proverbs 27, 17. There are a lot of points like in scripture too, especially in the New Testament when Paul is like writing letters to the church. There are so many instances where he's just saying like, keep building each other up, keep teaching each other scripture. Like in 1 Timothy 4, 13, he says, until I come, devote yourself to public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Or in 1 Thessalonians 5, he says, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. And then I love in Proverbs 31, actually, like that's like the famous Proverbs 31 women, woman scripture. And I think sometimes it has become like a cheesy cliche, which I hate because it's this incredible example of a godly woman. So go check that out. But it says like, she speaks wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Like that's a sign of a woman who, you know, knows God, right? And so it's all throughout scripture, like that we should be continuing to encourage each other in these ways. And that these are real things that God uses to speak to us. And scripture is pretty clear that community is really important because it harps over and over again about the fact that when you're alone, you're an easier target. But if you have that community, you know, wherever two or more are gathered, they're gathered in my name. And in Ecclesiastes 4.12, it says, and though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord will not quickly be broken. I hear God's voice as more of a feeling. It's a gut feeling that I can't shake, and it's usually the opposite of what I was thinking. For example, I had always said that I didn't want to move to LA or New York City, and instead I moved to Nashville. Yet, a couple years later, I'm in Orange County. This wasn't an easy decision, um, but I've definitely learned the blessings that come from trusting the Lord, even if it's just that gut feeling and it isn't necessarily a voice that you actually hear, um, you can definitely interpret God's voice um, in your life. Sometimes it's this sudden feeling uh, or thought that pops into my head that says, go do this, connect with this person. And I usually see the blessing from listening to that voice immediately afterward. Uh, other times it's this clear sense of peace and understanding that hits me out of nowhere after I've been walking through this cloud of fear and doubt. Other times it's this small voice that I push off, I ignore, and I fight it. And then it slaps me in the face and tells me to listen. The way that I hear God's voice is kind of simple and I'm not quite sure how else to describe it other than that there's just this open line of communication in my brain with the Holy Spirit uh, that's always running in the background as I go about my day or whatever. And obviously there are times where sitting down and clearing everything else and focusing in to pray is maybe more effective or a quicker way to hear from God. Um, I feel like sometimes that's easiest in the shower because you can't be distracted by anything else. But ultimately, it's just kind of a running conversation throughout the day. The Lord speaks to me in a thought that is typically in the form of a clear and concise statement. The statement is wrapped in confidence and assurance. I have this inner knowing, a sense of peace that this is God speaking to me. Those first thoughts are not usually in a scripture form, but are always followed up shortly after by a scripture as a confirmation. That was our friend Hannah, Rebe's cousin Sydney, my friend Noelle, and my mom, Veda. A common theme throughout this is that there's like a still small voice or a gut feeling or just something in you tells you that... This is God talking to you. I think this is one of the ones that's hardest for people to understand because they can't pinpoint exactly what it is. They can't say without a shadow of a doubt that that one feeling that they had was for sure 100% God. And that causes a lot of second guessing and doubting that God's talking to them and God, doubting that he said anything to them. What I love about it is that 
it goes back to previous things that if you're in his word, you know his word. You can hear him and you can know that whatever it is, that still small voice was him because you're in tune with his voice. If you haven't figured it out, these all kind of build on each other. This is number four. The first three were there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if you're not really sure if that gut feeling or that thought or that still small voice was God or was the Holy Spirit speaking to you, I mean, I would say first, just ask him to confirm it. Like we were talking about, ask him. Second, um, talk to a trusted friend or a mentor about it because they're going to help you process it and talk through it. And they're probably going to be able to speak wisdom into that situation and then last but probably the most important like make sure it aligns with god's word and even see if he has anything to say about it about that topic about that step of faith that maybe you're thinking about because that's going to make all the difference yeah and don't let it don't get stuck in thinking the scripture has to tell you that you should take this one specific job yep. and it has to mention it exactly that's not what we're saying when we're talking about things aligning with scripture but if it's not going against like what scripture says and if it aligns with like the truth that you know of his character and what he has and his identity for you that's what it means to align with scripture yeah um, as long as it's not like going against that as long as there's not like a check of like well wait if i do this what about these other priorities what exactly. about this truth like you just need to make sure it's aligning and that's what those people your friends your mentors are also going to do because they're going to be like mm, i don't know if something's not right like if this doesn't sit right because like i know if i came to Rebe and i was like god told me i'm gonna marry this guy and i've never met him and i don't know anything about him and all of these things and she probably look at me with a funny look that she often gives me and, hey. <laughs> and be like hmm maybe you should pray a little bit more about that or you know what i would say i would probably say okay that would be awesome but what happens if that doesn't happen <laughs> yeah that would be me and i'm maybe i'm like the resident skeptic in a way but actually no i'm not going to claim that on myself because that goes with another point here is that like if you're listening for that gut feeling and the holy spirit speaking to you and the still small voice you have to make sure that your whole faith isn't hinging on the outcome of this thing that you've heard right like if you do feel like god spoke to you and said something about a guy maybe like oh maybe this is my guy i think god's telling me something cool but what if it's not like, is your faith going to be rocked? Is God still going to use you? Like, are you still full of purpose? Do you still know your identity? I hope so, because that's what all of that scripture and prayer and community is for. Like, there are times when maybe God's working in a way we don't understand. There are times when maybe God was telling you something, but it wasn't quite the way you expected. You know, it doesn't mean you have to doubt this voice, but it's just, I want to make sure you're not like putting all your expectations on that one thing that you're talking to God about. I think that's really important. And I mean, I kind of experienced that with my husband. Like when I first kind of started becoming friends with him, I definitely had a gut feeling about him and not everybody gets this, but I did. I was like, oh, something's going to happen. Like this might be my person. And I just kind of, I didn't really tell anybody actually. I just kind of hung on to that and like waited to see what happened. I waited a long time. And you know, if you know our story way back in season one, episode two, like I actually went up to him and said, hey, I have feelings for you. And before I did that, I had to be like, okay, if this doesn't happen, cool. I'm going to be real sad for a while and probably like listen to a lot of breakup songs and eat ice cream. But like, you know, in a few months, I'm going to be fine. And like, I'm never going to doubt my purpose or my faith in God or what he's telling me. Or you know? that, yeah, that you hear his voice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I have similar situations. I know when I first felt like it was time for me to leave California, in my head, my gut was saying I was going to move to London or Ireland or somewhere in the UK. And I pursued that. I followed things to see if that would happen and if doors would open. And it didn't. And it brought me to Nashville, which ended up being amazing. And that's, you know what, not to say that I won't someday end up there and exactly what God put in my heart at that moment will be like true. But right now the season that I'm in is here and this is so good. And I don't doubt that he said it or that it was, you know, it wasn't exactly what it was supposed to be, but it didn't change my, the outcome because, because I didn't end up living in London. Doesn't mean that God didn't talk to me or that I didn't hear him. All that to say, this is a perfectly valid and scriptural way of hearing God. Just in case you were wondering, um, it says, 
when Jesus was on earth and then he is um, leaving earth, he leaves us his Holy Spirit. And there's, there's verses about that too. It says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. And then he also says um, later in that book, this is in John, by the way, it says, but very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. This is Jesus talking. Unless I go away, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So like the Holy Spirit is alive and is reinforcing all of this truth in our lives. So like, of course he can talk to you this way. Of course he can give you that gut feeling and that still small voice and that, you know, open line of communication to your, to your mind. Like that's all real. It just, I would say my advice would just be like, start with those first three. And then this is just going to be this natural, beautiful part of your relationship with God potentially. So I think it's really exciting. How do I hear the voice of God? First Kings says that the voice of God is like a still small voice. So for me, I hear God's God usually when I am quiet. Not always silent, but quiet from the circumstances, from the moment. Not in my ears, but in my spirit, my inner man. And the practice of to hear him and know that it's him happens when I can anchor the spoken words to a scripture or a moment, a place in the Bible. From there, that leads me to his word as a promise. So for me, the voice of God is a still small voice, but life comes out of it because I anchor it to scripture. I feel like I hear God's voice in multiple ways. Um, the most common probably being songs, um, just having the right song pop up on my playlist on Spotify, hearing it on the radio or in stores throughout uh, my everyday life. Um, I'm also really thankful for family and friends who I know are praying for me all the time and um, thinking of me and they're really um, in tune to that. So I think they'll reach out to me and say, you know, how can I pray for you or is you know i feel like there's something going on is something wrong and there usually is um so i'm thankful for that community and you know we're meant for relationships so i think that's really helpful um god speaks to me that way and then also is just being in nature just um getting into his creation and just allowing myself time and space to quiet myself and truly be still to hear his voice that was my dad, Brian, and Ruby's cousin, Zoe. So it's very, very easy to live in constant distraction right now. I mean, I'll be honest, I really do if I don't check it, like between work, family, Netflix, podcasts, novels, video games, workouts, meal prep, YouTube, social events, hanging out with friends. Like you can fill up your calendar so that even when you are taking a shower or doing your dishes, you still have something happening. And sometimes that's really good stuff. So I'm not bashing it because I love a lot of it. But that brings up the question. We're talking about, oh, I want to hear God's voice, but are you actually listening? You know, are you actually pushing through like the awkward of, well, I asked God to show up yesterday, but I'm not really sure what's happening yet. So do I do it again? Do I? Yeah. Take the time, turn everything off for a second and like push through and try it again. Even when like, you know, you didn't really know what happened or you expected to hear him one way and you didn't. And it would be really easy to just, you know, move on with your life and put on the Netflix show and go hang out with your friend take the time like that's kind of the point is like take the time to be still and quiet because like time and time again people have cited this getting away and being still as like necessary to their spiritual growth and for hearing god's voice and i can attest to that like i completely have experienced that my encouragement though would be watch your expectations because god doesn't always show up the exact way that we expect i remember this um, one time that i felt like god told me that me and him need to go on a little vacation together and just spend some real quality time that he had things that he was going to tell me and so i was so excited i was like okay i am booking a hotel i drove up the coast in california went to this cute little town and it was just gonna be me and god and we we're gonna have all this like amazing time he was gonna tell me all the things for my future and i was gonna know like everything about my life and like you know expectations up the wazoo there was so much anticipation i was like so excited so i go i get there i put on some worship music i sit down 
and nothing happens. <laughs> like legitimately nothing happens. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me read some scripture. And I read some scripture and I just, am like, it like didn't like nothing felt like it was like igniting or anything. And just to put this in context, it was right after a really, really, really hard season of my life. I think that that's really important to why nothing happened because he just wanted me to rest. Really what this points to for me is I was so disappointed. I was driving home and I was like, man, I didn't get anything that I expected. He didn't tell me anything new. And I was kind of like fighting that disappointment because I expected that I'm setting aside all this time and you're going to tell me stuff, right? That didn't happen. So I was disappointed. So I turned on some worship music in the car and some reason my GPS decided to take me on a different route than I actually went to this place through. And I know this is a long story, but it's kind of cool because as I'm sitting there in my car, driving home on this route that I've never been in before, I'm driving through all these hills and it's all these mountains. And I'm like, oh, that's really beautiful. This is amazing. God, this is just beautiful nature. This is, how are you here? And you created all of this. This is so cool. And I clearly heard Holy Spirit say like, yeah, I made all of this. But can I tell you something? Your promises are just around the corner. And I was like, oh, weird. And he was like, yeah, any moment you're going to turn a corner and you're going to see the ocean. The ocean's always there. The ocean's constant. And you just can't see it now. Anyways, all that to say, there was so much expectation. That word that I heard him say on the drive home that was a total of maybe two minutes made that entire time so worth it. It wasn't what I expected at all all but it literally changed my life and there are so many times that I go back to that one small thing that he told me in the midst of actual like disappointment that my expectations didn't happen go in knowing he's going to talk to you but maybe not the way that he that you expect yeah Yeah. give it time and let him talk to you how he wants to and if you in case you're wondering if this is a biblical thing yes there are countless examples of people of God going away for a time and like fasting or praying or being quiet or resting. And Jesus himself did. In Luke 5, it literally says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Like there are so many examples of this and it's because it's important. We all need to take that time to be still. You know, your story about expectations is going to go perfectly into this next one. Number six. Oh, awesome. I think God speaks to us in a variety of ways and that he likes to have fun with it sometimes. For example, I was going through a really rough season um, a couple of weeks ago where I was just so down and out wondering what my purpose was, like if what I'm doing is really um, making an impact and really being purposeful and if I was on the right path. And I just kept praying. I prayed so hard that morning that God would just speak to me. I I said, can you speak to me in a way that I will hear it? And that night we went and got Chinese food and in the fortune cookie, my fortune said something to the effect of keep going. It's all going to pay off. And it just felt like a little hug from God. And I know it's a fortune cookie and some people might have just said it was a coincidence, but I don't believe in those. And I really think that God was just trying to be a little silly and trying to give me a hug and that he speaks to us in these really fun ways sometimes. And if you just pray and say, speak to me in a way that I can understand and hear it, then it's going to be obvious to you and you'll definitely feel it. And that's what I did with that fortune cookie. It was just a really, it was so fun to see that side of God come out in the way that he was talking to me. So I am a habitually anxious person. On an hourly basis, I have anxiety, but I hide it really well. But every once in a while, there is this peace that comes over me, a calm where there's clarity of thought, wisdom, discernment, and I believe that that is God speaking to me in those moments. But there's also been tangible ways. There was a period in my life where I was suicidal. I was thinking, no one loves me, no one cares, I have no worth, I have no value. And so I decided to kill myself. I put my hand in the pocket of a jacket I had bought at Goodwill the night before, and there was an envelope. Inside that envelope was a piece of metal and a note that said, if you ever doubt your worth or doubt you are indeed loved, hold this nail and remember the ultimate sacrifice that Christ made for you. God was speaking to me that day. 
and that nail envelope and note still hang on my wall. Those are two friends and podcast listeners named Kaylin and Jess. Really good stories. Really interesting stories about coincidence. You know, it's that word. And I think a lot of people will say like, like Kaylin said, like, I don't really believe in coincidence. So, um, Candace, in your last story in the last section, you said, oh, my GPS just happened to take me on this other route that happened to be this beautiful nature and happened to be where God like showed up right yeah. so do you think that was a coincidence absolutely not it was a hundred percent holy spirit he like took over my gps in my car <laughs> um because i there's no reason why i would not have gone back the way i came um except for that gps changed it and to me that was so god because he needed me to go on that road because the other road it's ocean the whole way And so I was actually kind of disappointed because I was like, wait, why is the GPS taking me this way? The whole point of driving all up PCH is to see the ocean the whole time. I was like full of complaints and whininess. And yet he had something that he wanted to tell me and he wanted to show me through driving the way that I did. Yeah. Um, It was definitely not a coincidence. I think, you know, I'm not one of those people that goes like, there's never coincidence, but I kind of take it as I feel like there's always purpose and what, how things kind of just happen and where I show up, like, oh, it's not a coincidence that you and I, like, met, right? It's not a coincidence that, you know, I'm in anybody's life that I'm in or that somebody spoke into mine. Like, I do think that God works in all of those ways. So I think that it's really cool. There are some scriptures about, you know, being in the right place at the right time and what some might call coincidence. Um, if you look at the whole story of Esther, like, she was where she needed to be for the right time. Like there's that famous phrase of for such a time as this, like she was in the King's palace, like with the influence she needed to change the course of history. And it's this whole dramatic thing. And honestly, like how she got there was not that wonderful to be honest with you. Like it's kind of this story of scandal and ridiculous stuff, but she was, it was not all all a coincidence because it needed to happen, right? And God used her regardless of her circumstances. And then also there are verses like in Hebrews 13, it literally says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Could you even imagine? That's one of those like kind of wacky scriptures that people are kind of like, what? Okay, but it's just, and not that you have to be like on the lookout for angels, though you can, you totally can. But like even the people that come across our paths that we get to serve or encourage, like that has a purpose too. You you don't even know how much of a purpose it might be. You could be like, it's a wonderful life and Clarence comes up and like, you know. It's the best movie. I love that movie. (laughs) Me too. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. (laughs) You know, this is scary to say as a Christian, but I can't know for sure personally whether I've actually heard God's voice or not. There are a lot of times I'll be on a walk or working out or something and something that appears to be a thought will go across my mind, but it's something that's so outside of myself, so counter to what I normally think about, and it's aligned with biblical wisdom. There's just a lot of God's word in it. And so normally I translate that as the Holy Spirit is telling me something. But it's so different for me going out and grabbing coffee with someone or hot chocolate in my case and hearing a friend's voice and there's texture and personality to it. I understand that so well as a logical person. But when someone says, have you heard God's voice or how do you hear God's voice while I know him? So many of those physical attributes I just can't get away from. Like, shouldn't I know what God's voice sounds like outside of, oh, this sounds like biblical wisdom, so it's God. That's always been frustrating for me. So while I know that God does talk to me through his word, through general and special revelation, through his spirit, I can't identify a specific time that I have heard God's voice explicitly. Again, that's scary or hard or embarrassing to admit as a believer, but I think it's important to be honest with that. Last but not least, we have to talk about 
what if you're thinking and your story is, I don't think I've actually heard his actual voice. That was our friend Steven. And first of all, I just commend his honesty because he was really the only person that actually just said like, oh, sometimes this is scary to say because this is a big question. And then second, I just want to affirm that like a lot of people feel like that, whether it's now or they have in the past or they will in the future. Like a lot of people feel like that. And then third of all, I just really appreciate how Stephen talked about trusting in the Lord. Like that's really what it came down to of like, you know, I know what the Bible says. I know who God is. And ultimately, like, I'm going to be okay if he doesn't talk to me in this specific way. Right? I did an interview one time with uh, radio host and author Brant Hansen, And I'll link it in the description and probably on our social media too. It was so good. And it was about hearing God's voice because He's a very um, cerebral, like academic person. He has Asperger's. So he just processes the world a little bit differently. And he told stories about how like, you know, he'll be in church and there's like the lights and the music and the everyone's hands are raised and people are shouting and it's this huge like emotive thing and everybody seems to be experiencing God. And he's kind of like standing there like, ah, what did I miss? Like, I'm not really feeling him. Right. And he does, he talks through this whole thing about how like, there are different ways to experience God. And like, we need all of them within the church. And I think we'd all just need to have an understanding. Like we need to be able to look at the people who are experiencing him in this big emotional way and be like, wow, it's so cool that God can do that. And then we need to be able to look at the people like a Brent Hansen who is experiencing God when he like studies and digs into the word and has his time like alone with, you know, his Bible or whatever it might be. Like, that's so cool that God can do that. And then that we can learn from each other. Right. And so I just think that sometimes we maybe just cause undue anxiety by like pressuring ourselves to hear like an actual voice, like an an actual voice or like, well, I have, my friend experiences it by having a gut feeling. So like, I have to hear God that way. Or like, I have to hear the still small voice because there's that one scripture that describes it that way. Like, I think that we kind of need to let go of our expectations a little bit. Like I go back, back to what Victoria said at the beginning of the episode about how she said, um, you know, I just let God, I told him, you have permission to speak to me however you want. Like, I'm just going to be open. And I think that there's something to like letting go of like the expectation because sometimes he's just not going to answer things how you thought. Yeah. We're going to be answered, right? Yeah. And there's times when maybe at one point in your life, you, you heard him speak really clearly through whether it was like a still small voice or your gut or, um, or in prayer, you heard him really clearly or in worship or however it is that you've heard him. And then in the season that you're in right now, you feel like it's like crickets. There's nothing there and you're not hearing anything. I think the reliable go-to and, and we've kind of already said this is like reading scripture because you know that that's truth, but you're okay. It really is okay if you're not feeling like you're hearing God's voice. Yeah. He's still there because he promises that he'll never leave us or forsake us. He's always going to be with us. He's constant. And if you give him that freedom to talk to you, I guarantee you're going to find it in some really cool ways, whether it's just that you catch a sunset and you're like, whoa, God, that's really incredible. You did that. I'm grateful. And gratefulness is a really great place to sit in and be able to just praise him and be grateful for what he's done. I guarantee that will open your eyes to so many things that he's either saying or doing in your life. And I wanted to touch before we wrap up this point. What if I just have doubts? What if I just don't know if God is hearing me? What if I don't know? Is this really what God meant when I was reading his word? Or did I actually hear his gut feeling? Or like, have I actually heard his voice? I wanted to give this story from Mark chapter nine. It's when Jesus was on earth and there's a guy whose son is possessed by an unclean spirit. So he's like not well and it's ripping his heart apart because it's his son. And so he goes to Jesus and is begging him to um, heal his son. And Jesus says to him, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. And the story goes on and Jesus healed his son. Okay. Like, and I think that this is really profound because 
the man was very honest about the fact that he had unbelief. He literally prayed, Lord, I believe, but help all the places where I'm struggling to believe. Help all the places where I have doubts. And I was literally just telling my youth group this the other day, like, guys, you can pray this prayer. Everyone's going to go up and down in how they're feeling about their relationship with God and how their faith is, you know, quote unquote going. But you can always just pray that prayer. And that goes back to our first point, right? Like if you don't really know where to start, that's where you start. You just ask him. You just say, okay, Lord, I'm believing that you're there, but help my unbelief and just ask him to start showing up. And that's where you start. Your faith isn't reliant on your feelings. Sometimes you have to make a choice to believe, to trust. Proverbs 3, 5, that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. You're not the only one who has struggled or had questions about hearing God's voice. We hope that this episode has helped just maybe give you a place to start or better explain some of the things that you hear, whether it's in this episode or at church or from other people in your life. God's there. He wants to show up for you. If you just ask him and maybe start applying some of these things and start listening, I really do think he's going to show up and it might not be how you expect, but I think it's going to be really, really good. So just to recap, if you're not sure where to start on hearing God's voice, here are seven ways that you can hear him. The first one is just praying and asking him. The second is reading and thinking on the Bible, his word itself. The third is your community and your resources. Like those are real things. Use them because he's going to speak through them. The fourth one is that gut feeling or that still small voice that's the Holy Spirit talking to you. The fifth one is being still and quiet. The sixth one is just expecting him to show up in coincidences, like actually paying attention to the places that God has put you and the people he has put in your lives and how he might be speaking and working right there. And then last but not least, if you're not sure you've ever actually heard his actual voice, don't be disheartened. He's still right there, and he might just be talking to you in a different way than what you were thinking. This episode seriously would not have been possible without all of the amazing people that you heard share their story today. So we really want to thank all of our friends. So thank you, Victoria Clemens, Stephen Green, Noel Campania, Jacob Townsend, Christopher Barriente, Josh Henry, and my mom and dad, Brian and Veda. And then I also want to thank Angela Schweinitz, Jess Ann Bouchard, Hannah Eichelberger, Danielle Fredette, my mom, Dina, Hannah Moyer, Kaylin from Joy to Lead, and my cousins, Sydney and Zoe. Those are all the wonderful people that you heard and it took time and really good thought out of their day to send us in their answers to the question, how do you hear God's voice? Then a great and powerful win tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. First Kings nineteen eleven through 13. 